0: Well, it's good to good to see you all, and we'll be looking at the scripture in Luke chapter eight, verse twenty-two to thirty-nine, and so I'll, I'll read that in its entirety. So first, we'll open with with prayer. Our heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of being here together, of being able to gather and look at your Word, to look at you and your amazing love your amazing compassion we pray that you would teach us by your Holy Spirit in Jesus name Amen okay as we as we look at this I'll read through it and then we'll go back and discuss it so in Luke chapter 8 verse 22 to 39 there's two stories here there's the story of uh, the The waves and the wind and how Jesus calms them. And there's a story of a man with many, many demons in him that uh, the Lord throws out. So, just to read that passage. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. And as they sailed, they fell asleep. And a squall came down on the lake so that the boat... Was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. And he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. And the storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith? he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. And when Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but he had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus... He cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the hillside, and the demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. And when the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned when those tending the pigs saw what had happened they ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside and the people went out to see what happened when they came to Jesus they found the man from whom the demons had gone out sitting at Jesus feet dressed and in his right mind and they were afraid those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. And so he got in the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. And so the man went away and told all over town, how much Jesus had done for him. So, that's, a, that's two interesting stories, and in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're all right together in the same order. And they're two of my favorite Bible stories. They're amazing stories, aren't they? I am struck as I read them at the compassion of Jesus Christ and his Father. Here was a a demon-possessed, an unhappy man on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, a man miserable and terrorized, not easy to visit, a guy that is scary, a guy that uh, we would say, boy, that looks like a loser. I better stay away from them. Why does Jesus and his father care about this man and show compassion? So this is an amazing exhibition of the love of Christ what does compassion mean well if you look it up in in a dictionary uh, it means to feel sympathy or or pity and there's lots of examples of compassion the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ in the in the scriptures one of them is in Matthew 15 that was the time when there were 4,000 men plus women and children and they had been for three days out in the country listening to Jesus and hanging on every word. And Jesus said, as he comes to the time to send these people home, he says, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me for three days, and they have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, or they might collapse on the way. And so he did an amazing miracle and fed all those people With just a few small fish and seven loaves of bread and in Matthew chapter 20 we see another example of the compassion of Christ in this one there's two blind men who are sitting on the road leading out of Jericho and they hear a crowd going by and they hear that Jesus is there and they start shouting Lord son of David have mercy on us and the crowd didn't like that and they rebuked them and told them be quiet But they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. And Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately they received their sight and followed him. In the story we're looking at today, Luke 8, we see the compassion of Jesus Christ To visit this demon-possessed man to cast out his demons and to transform his life so in these stories the compassion of Jesus Christ is seen as not just a kind thought but it's accompanied by the physical and spiritual actions and and power to transform others when we look at Jesus we see the father Jesus says I and the father are one. No one can snatch my sheep away from Jesus or the Father. This is good news. In John chapter 10 is where it comes from. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Another passage that tells us about the relationship between Jesus and his Father is John 14. Jesus is the way to the Father. So Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. So as as we look at Jesus doing... The compassion work to cast out the demons in this one fellow. That's a, as we look at Jesus, we see the Father doing his work. Another passage, John 17. Jesus has revealed the Father to those that the Father has given to Jesus. Jesus says, I have given you glory in finishing the work you gave me to do. And then in verse 3, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. So, Jesus was the Christ, or the Messiah, the Anointed One. He knew that he was the Son of Man, and he knew he was the Son of God. In Luke chapter 4, there's a prophecy that Jesus was familiar with about what was the Messiah supposed to do. And, that's, and we see that fulfilled in Jesus' actions and words. He was to show compassion to the poor and to the oppressed. He, Jesus, went to Nazareth, which was his hometown, where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. That was to show respect for God's word. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And Jesus unrolled the scroll, and he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. To proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and we see that in Luke 4 we also see that in Isaiah 61 and Jesus passed the scroll back to be put away and he said this day This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So Jesus was the fulfillment of that that passage. In the story today, we're going to see him proclaim freedom for the prisoners and sending the oppressed free of, of this one man. So Jesus showed compassion just as it was foretold in Luke 4. He proclaimed good news to the poor. He proclaimed... Recovery of sight for the blind. He preached to the multitudes and he healed many. And it seems kind of out of the blue when all of a sudden Jesus says, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And you think, why did Jesus do that? There was plenty of people to preach to right there. There were plenty of people that needed healed right there. Why did he go across the lake? And we find out later in the story that there's a needy man that very much needs Jesus Christ. And he is filled with demons on the other side of the river, on the other side of this lake. And Jesus and the Father had compassion on that man. From before even the creation of the world, they knew him and chose him. And that's, a, that's enough. Jesus was on an assignment as he crossed that lake. Jesus in John chapter 6 says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of of all those he has given me, that included this demon-filled man, but raise them up at the last day, or the resurrection. So Jesus and his disciples climb into the boat on the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee, you hear a lot about in the Bible, uh, it's, it's smaller than our Great Salt Lake. Uh, it's about 13 by 8 miles, about 141 foot deep. There's mountains all around it and sometimes violent storms. And it tells us in the, in the passage that Jesus went to sleep in the back of the boat. And I'm sure that he was tired from from preaching and from healing. This is one of the examples. We know that Jesus was fully God and fully man. This is one of the examples where it shows he's fully man, that he was so exhausted that when he went on the back stern of the boat and laid down, he went to sleep and even slept into the storm. Jesus had the compassion to go and visit this needy man, even when he was tired <clears throat> so a furious squall came up and the boat was being swamped that means the the water was filling up the boat and waves were crashing over it and they were in great danger and we know that these these disciples right there were 12 disciples at this point four of them were fishermen they knew the lake and they weren't making it up. This was a, a dangerous situation where they could have lost their lives. If they didn't have the, the king of creation in their, in their boat. So the disciples go over to Jesus in, the, in their stern and say, Master, Master, we're going to drown. And Jesus gets up, rebukes the wind and the raging waters, says, Quiet, be still. And the storm subsided and all was calm now boy can can you imagine that if if you were think of the storms that you've seen in your life um, can you imagine someone having the power to speak to the wind and to speak to the waves and be obeyed and it tells us that the, the disciples were amazed and Jesus says to his disciples, where is your faith? With the Lord of creation here in your boat, why are you afraid? Well, the disciples, in fear and amazement, asked one another, who is this? And you think, well, why did they say that? They'd already been with Jesus quite a while. And the reason is, he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Jesus is the Lord of creation. R.C. Sproul, in, in his commentary on Luke, says, these disciples got a glimpse of the holy, got a glimpse of God's power and greatness, and they feared Jesus more than they feared the storm. That this, this man is the Son of God that can command the water in this lake and the winds and stop them so they were they were amazed well, they continued on to the region of the Gerasenes which was near the Decapolis Decapolis is, stands for ten cities and uh, these these were probably uh, Greek city states and it was a, it was an area of these ten towns and it was across the lake from Galilee so Jesus steps ashore, and when he does, he's met by two men that are so violent, no one could pass that way. Um, if you look and compare Matthew, Mark, and Luke, every one of, the, of those Gospels has this story. Matthew records two men, Mark and Luke record one demon-possessed man, and so uh, how do, how do we reconcile those? one possibility is that, the, the, men that were, the man that was exceedingly violent, that that's the one that's described in Mark and Luke. And the other one um, was, was not so violent. And that's a Geneva Study Bible comment. So let's take a look at this demon-possessed man who, who was very violent he had not worn clothes or lived in a house for a long time he lived in the tombs now tombs such as that that jesus was buried in at his crucifixion could provide some some shelter and it tells us that many times demons had seized this man and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard just with with his hands he had, he had been able to break open his chains. Um, kind of a, a supernatural uh, and not a good one. He had been driven by the demon into, set into solitary places. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself on stones. So this, is, this is a picture of misery. This man is not happy to be a slave to the demons. And when he sees Jesus, he cries out and he falls at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. And God the Father and Jesus Christ had compassion on this man, this violent, sad, and troubled man. Jesus asked him, what is your name? And the man said, Legion, because many demons had gone into him. A legion means a military unit of 3,000 to 6,000 men in the Roman army. So how many demons exactly did this guy have? We don't know, but it was a whole bunch. Jesus commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. And the demons begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go to the abyss or hell, a final judgment. Interesting that the demons know what's ahead of them. Um, There was a large herd of pigs, 2,000 pigs, feeding on that hillside. And the demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. And when the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake. And were drowned. Now when the people that were tending the pigs saw what happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and in the country. And the people went out to see what happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out. But he was changed. He was sitting at Jesus' feet. He was dressed and he was in his right mind. And those who had seen it happen, they told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured and how Jesus had cast out the demons. And then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, they had a big party of celebration. No. They asked Jesus to leave. Leave right now. They were overcome with fear. They recognized maybe some of the holiness of God in Jesus Christ. But they didn't want anything to do with them. They wanted him out of their lives. The man from whom the demons had gone out, he begged to go with Jesus. But Jesus sent him away and said, return home and tell how much God has done for you. And so the man went away and did tell all over the town, how much Jesus had done for him. It's amazing. Look at the changes in this man. The new life changed changed his life completely. From being possessed by countless demons, naked and violent, roaming the tombs, crying out and cutting himself at night, breaking chains over and over. Transformation from that sitting at Jesus feet dressed and in his right mind and begging to be allowed to go along with Jesus so amazing transformation you know in a similar way God wants all of his children including us to live a new life in 2nd Corinthians 5 we have this, these verses 14 and 15 and he Christ he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. So Jesus got into the boat and left, but the man that Jesus had sent to go back and to preach in those towns of the Decapolis, he went and he, he obeyed Jesus and he went to work, telling them what God had done for him. And we learn that there was probably good fruit from his testimony of this freed man, it tells us later, in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, that large crowds came from the Decapolis and other cities to follow Jesus. And in Mark 7, it tells us that Jesus was asked to heal a deaf and mute person in Decapolis, which he did. So, in summary, as we, as we look at this, this story that shows us the compassion of Jesus Christ and the compassion of the Father, Once again, in in John chapter 6, Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So, when Jesus ministered to that uh, demoniac man, the man that had the demons in him, that was the will of God, the will of the Father. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I lose none, including this poor man that had been filled with demons all those he has given me I'll raise them up at the last day the day of Christ's resurrection for the day of the people of Christ's resurrection Jesus Christ in this Luke 8 story shows compassion in journeying to visit the demon-possessed man and he cast the demons out of that possessed man and the man's life was forever changed. I'm amazed at the compassion that Jesus and his father had for that violent, demon-possessed man. Jesus sent the new transformed man back to his home to tell how much God had done for him. So, that ends a, a brief review of those two Bible stories. But I hope that you find some encouragements for this new year as you look at the compassion of Christ. We'll close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing love and mercy. Uh, We thank you for what you've poured out on us through Jesus Christ. And we're thankful for uh, these stories that remind us of your love. And as we come into this new year, um, we thank you for providing that, and we pray that you would help us to glorify you and glorify our Father in heaven as well. In Jesus' name, amen.